101, episode 101. Big episode 101. I think trying my best to, to grapple with the idea of not letting the cope that is the late Gabe equalizer against Orlando um, and then kind of that that huddle in the middle of the field with Tiago yelling at everybody, you know, pointing each person out individually and everything, um, sway what I felt like I wanted to talk about before the Orlando game happened um, because it was bad. Yeah, man. I mean, bad. it was um... – for me, it was definitely a damper for my vacation. Like that, that it was definitely the only downside of vacation for me was this team just sucking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the you know the conversations on Twitter too were were you know I tried to stay away from it mostly and let you kind of deal with that <laughs> yeah. for the week. But yeah, I think the conversations on Twitter were were bumming me out too. But I I don't know. Um, obviously, you don't want to put too much weight in one thing. Um, We've tried to, you know, use the um, the goody free kick as like a moment and a turning point and a, um, you know, something to look back to and, and you know try to relate in different seasons. I don't think it's that. I think it's way too early in the season really to to have a moment like that. Um, but at least as far as this this skid that we've been on, I do feel like this moment is at the very least a very positive thing Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean i guess i think it it functions as a a goody free kick moment just to get us out of this slump that we're in right i mean and i i feel like it comes at a tough time too right because there's something to say with the 10-day break coming up that you know ideally if we could go again on the weekend right like we want to right off of this like that that would be ideal that'd be you know what the players are maybe looking to do and maybe not too because there was a number of dudes out there that were sucking wind by the end of the game i mean that that's to happen when you play yeah four i mean games keaton keaton looked like he days? couldn't even i mean he could he literally, he literally couldn't, couldn't accelerate <laughs> yeah so i think him, at the end of the game he's being carried by yeah. teammates um, letting balls rolls past him um so i don't know i i think we we have a lot of conversations about breaks on the show and typically we're we're never good coming out of them and um although it's going to be back to back to home games you know especially at yankee stadium uh the opponents are no slouch we have right. philly we have Cincy, who obviously just served us an L in that Open Cup game, which I don't think we've talked about on air. And then uh, uh, I can't remember the third team, but I know I knew the third team. No, I don't. But it, it was bad. <laughs> it was it was like Philly, uh, Cincinnati level um, of of a team that we kind of have to worry about. So I guess maybe the I break think is Cincy good again. We do it might play be. Cincy again. Yeah, it, it could be. So it's still gonna be tough. Um, like I said, trying not to focus on one moment, although it's you know the most recent that we have to, to kind of right the ship. But I mean, to be honest with you, I was I was kind of planning on coming on here, had this Orlando game not really gone the way that it did at the end, um, and just starting starting a conversation about Cushing, uh, not necessarily about Cushing out, but just I guess what our thoughts are on what does it take an FO or or obviously a fan base it takes very little the, f- the fan base most of it or some of it is already there right but like what does it take to, to to start having things change um whether it has to be conversations from the top coming down um and just in general about his like lineup decisions and stuff because it, it feels like it's been it's been bad it's been wrong yeah i mean well maybe first we'll we'll try to start just at the beginning of this game in mm-hmm. general um 
because that it kind of fed into some of those conversations that we were having. Obviously, we haven't we haven't been able to watch a game together. Yep. In maybe four or five games. Well, you're like you're two to three hours removed from a plane, literally. Right. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. Yeah, I landed it you two watched, hours ago. You watched the first half on the plane, and we watched the first the goal <laughs> happened on the game, and I just in the living room watched our equalizer yeah. maybe ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, the just when the lineups dropped and we were talking about it, um, I'm literally in the air, like, I'm thinking, do I even watch this game? Like, it's another, you know, weird decisions in the beginning of a game, and, and we're looking at it like, is are these the right decisions? It, it didn't prove to be correct um, last, or not, not last week, but last game with Red Bulls. Red Bulls uh, you know, what? why are we doing this again? That's what it felt like, and mm-hmm. it felt like specifically Tavon. Like, why is he getting a start if Alenich is healthy? I mean, we're at that point kind of where Alenich has won the job. Yep. So tactically, what does Tavon offer right now? Like, love the guy, love the player, love what he could be, but tactically, I, I just don't understand really what he offers because. Um, he used to be a lot better defensively. Um, it seems that that has tapered off, and he really doesn't offer much going forward. So it's just, I don't know, it's this weird thing. Yeah, I feel like with Tavon, I don't know. I mean, you're, I, I would assume your confidence definitely takes a toll, and that ha- that has an effect on how you're playing out there. Um, so I, I guess I see Cushing starting a Lenich at the beginning of the season. Tavon kind of takes that backseat role. He comes in once or twice, both times he gets knocks uh, and has to come out early and then just simply, I guess, loses confidence in his own game, in, in himself, um, and it, it shows itself on the field, and we saw it both against the Red Bulls and the um, and Orlando tonight. But uh, I then get worried that like the same thing is going to happen to Alenich. So now right, we've put Tavon on ice um, early in the season to see how Alenich does. Obviously, he looks great. I don't think anybody has an answer as to why. I mean, we've, we've just played these four games, and I think Alenich has seen, like, yeah. 90 minutes over the course of four games. It's just... And when he's in there, he looks night and day better than, than Tavon. And, you know, it's I don't I don't want it to be a, a you know, Tavon out type of thing mm-hmm. or, you know, any hard feelings with Tavon. We, that is literally one of our favorite players. Yeah. Um, just in terms of how the team looks, it is literally night and day when one is on the field yeah and Alenich is the guy that just looks better he defends better he just involves himself more in in the in the play it just it's not even close yeah uh, so I'm not sure how that line of decision gets made and then I think the other big one is um on the opposite side of the field we see Kufre lose his spot to O'Toole who mind you O'Toole coming in has looked much better coming in than Tavon has taking right. their respective miles, miles. yeah taking their replacements roles uh but even still I, I think i think all of us and especially you i mean early on in the season i know i was not kufre out but definitely not as enthusiastic about him as you were right um and then you know we go to uh new england saw him live there um and definitely kind of changed my tone on it saw saw a little bit of the light from the things that you told me to look at um and then all of a sudden also ice out of the lineup it's just it's weird and it's weird because in these games that you know we just lost these four games um 
Tavon and and Kevin O'Toole in some cases, you know, especially Tavon on both goals, the yeah. Red Bulls goal and the um the Orlando goal tonight, like he is personally liable on being both of spun, them. yeah, 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 defensively spun, like uh, just not confident defensively. And, and then and I don't know if it was, uh, if it was Charlotte or Cincy, but they we've we had the one goal where um, whichever team it is, the the guys coming down the right wing, Kevin O'Toole is the defender. Uh, it gets played across. Sands doesn't pick it up, and the guy finishes right. it. And you yep. know, Talas obviously didn't come back to help out either. But Kevin O'Toole is the you know right. one of the liable, one of the major liable players in that play. I mean, even tonight, after a good performance offensively, like there's times where you see him, and the ball's going over his head, and he just looks, and he's not backtracking to try to get at it or anything. Mm-hmm. And not not saying that people should be playing hero, but like just literally watching the ball go over your head is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, at least on the drive home from the airport, while we're watching the game, we're we're both thinking like Kufre as left back and and um, O'Toole as a winger seems like something that should at least be tried. Yeah, because uh, literally for the exact uh, reason as to why we scored the goal, somebody who's on the left side who's just gonna I don't care I'm just gonna drive this ball as hard as I can across the goal and hope somebody's doing their job and being there. Yeah, which is what ultimately got us the draw. Talis finally, I don't know what it was. With it was like the 80th minute hit, and he was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna try. I'm mm-hmm. gonna actually try, and um, I'm gonna try to get on the ball. And when I get on the ball, I'm actually going to try to do more than just tricks." Yeah, and well, that's the other thing. Like, so I think coming into Orlando, you know, there was a few big storylines kind of around the the pod community, and then also just generally with NYCFC. I think one of the big ones was uh obviously check out NYCFC forever if you if you guys haven't heard the latest episode they talk about how um a few players had approached them uh and mentioned that they were like upset that they weren't getting subbed um I know Matty was on the list so it it felt once the lineup dropped and Matty was starting like okay this is the perfect moment where you know Matty you're gonna have to none up or shut up respectfully right um if if you want playing time this is it and I don't know maybe Matty because they I think they said that. Matty and Kufre, whoever players had they were talking to, um, mentioned that they actually did say something to Cushing. So, I guess interesting. Maybe that's a whole another conversation that players are, can just go to Cushing and say, "Hey, right. I want to play," and they get to play. Um, apparently not. If it was Kufre, apparently not. Yeah, him. but so so Matty gets to go, um, and then unfortunately gets hurt. Uh, I don't think we can take very much from his eight nine minute performance. Um, so I don't want to psychoanalyze nine minutes. But. Uh, imagine the confusion for a man who is in the air in a metal tube, and um, the connection's not great up there. It's why <laughs> there's Wi-Fi, but it's like it hits your grandma's Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. So it literally skips from nil nil to then a goal down, and then I see Talis running on the field. Yeah. All within like five seconds, and the confusion in my head. I'm like, what possibly? <laughs> In my head at that point, I'm like, why didn't you just start Talas if you're going to sub him in this quickly? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, obviously you find out it's, it's Matty injury, and, you know, you, I think I saw him go down um, in the middle of the field during the choppiness, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just um, unfortunate for him to, to get that injury. But like Tavon, it's, I hate to say it, but, you know, you've got to be at a certain level I feel contribution wise for it to really matter that you're injured. 
and I and that's harsh, but it's a it's a reality. Like you're not good enough for me to really care. Yeah. That that you know you're gonna miss time. It, it, you haven't equated to a goal, or really any any big chances. So, next guy up. And it creates like another annoyance too with forcing that top of a sub. Right. I we've called. I mean everybody. Everybody that's an NYCFC fan has called for Talis to get benched um, over the course of these last few games. Uh, with the Charlotte game, he managed to to escape it because Cushing put him in early after halftime. Right. I don't think you know we talked about how we didn't think that was enough to drive home the message that Cushing should be driving to a player. Um, and then obviously the same thing here. I don't know if you could consider it working out a little bit just because of, I mean. He looked pretty poor. A lot of the players looked pretty poor, pretty tired the whole game. And like you said, Thomas flipped that switch at the end of it. I don't know if that... I mean, there was moments where I was like literally going to record and highlight him walking. Just Mm -hmm. straight up walking where we have the ball in a dangerous position and he's walking and he's just staring at the ball. Mm -hmm. And then he just decided. He just decided that he wanted to play. Um, And I, I, I think you're right. I don't think that the time he spent on the bench was long enough. I still don't, even with the assist. Um, he had a better attitude at the end of the game, but he he contributed. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what we've been talking about is the two sides of Tal is the one that contributes, who's a happy guy and a good team player, and the one who didn't have a good game. And even if we win or draw, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's interesting because I at least feel like, you know, obviously his assist is a part of it. Um, but it did seem like when Seagal Siegel scores that goal, uh, it was uh, definitely a rallying moment for the team. Um, I think you know, kind of the passion that we saw from Seagal celebrating and and Talas with him as well uh, was it was interesting. It was different than what I feel like we've seen before. I know, obviously, we talked about you know personal accolades for right. Talas and GP and all that stuff, um, and he did get his assist. But it, it did seem like it was bigger. It did feel like they bought more into the right. the kind of the team thing, and obviously, I think a defining moment we'll probably remember for a very long time. Um, after the final whistle was blown, I don't know who who spurred it. I don't know if there was any type of plan, but obviously, all of the training staff, the players, the subs, Cushing, um, all kind of gather in the center circle. And right. Tiago, I don't know if I'd call it chewing people out because it it obviously has more of a positive you could. tone to it could be hyping them up too yeah but you know he's he's going around he's pointing his finger you right. know everybody every single person you know whatever he's saying needs to be on top of their game and when we are this is what happens you know who knows what he's saying um or just you just you know hyping them up for digging deep despite being tired and and getting uh you know coming back and getting a point yeah so i think uh very much a defining moment i think that's oh, for sure that's one we'll remember for a very long time uh and i'm excited to see what comes of it it's it, like once again it sucks that we have to wait so long to to see the fruits of this if if they ever come knowing how we are with breaks historically um but I, the only thing i also think during that not to not to take away from the moment at all is like it's tiago doing it just feels weird we obviously know that tiago is a leader so that's not the weird part but the fact that it's not like a sans who have has magically been bestowed this captain's armband seemingly against uh every fans or you know every analyst view um so it seems a little weird that way but from the people that know him (laughs) yeah you know 
intimately. Yeah, yeah. So, a little weird, but uh, you know, I think at least in some of like the hype and like warm up videos, we see we see Sans. I think pregame typically yeah. gets that that speech going, which is good. But um, I do think when it's moments like that that are spur of the moment, when it's you know Tiago doing that uh, kind of impulsively, it really it really makes the leaders that are are like born leaders stand out. Um, right. Because it's just, you know, there's something in Tiago that told him to do that. Right. Uh, I mean, he could. It was he, the perfect thing to do. Oh, for sure. I, it's like, um, it's it's leadership and accountability and um, everything. It's everything wrapped all together um, for one perfect thing. I've never been a huge fan of the the saying, uh, "A draw that feels like a win." That it did though. Mm-hmm. It didn't really fill the void of all of the losses that we took in a row, um, but it definitely felt like a positive moment. And to to cap that positive moment off with words from somebody that you respect as a leader and you know somebody who's been through it, I think that's gonna go miles and miles and miles uh, in in the other players' heads. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, we the, I I don't know what else you can say. They dug deep. And we're able to, you know, despite literally being dead tired, going in a result. Probably could have won it, though. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, so talking about Cushing, too, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning. Um, you know, for, for as happy and as uh, hopeful we are at the moment, like, it is still just a draw. Like it, like you said, the, the draw that feels like a win kind of sucks. Um, but we have, to, we have to take into account that it is a draw coming off the back of four losses so it's a step in the right direction um but i guess i'm interested in like your thoughts like how do you think i don't know what do you think it would actually take to have a cushing out situation from the people that can make it happen not just yeah just uh just you know fans that you know if there's if we if we ever have one loss there there will be at least one fan somewhere saying whatever manager out right um i'll say this though first Cushing's beat the allegations before mm-hmm. he has so he's already proven to this front office that despite outside pressure despite you know whatever's going on in the locker room whatever's going on with the results that he can say I will fix this and this will improve and actually has evidence showing that he can and has Mm. So for that reason, I don't think that he would get fired. I don't think that it would really get to a point. It would have to be very severe. Mm. It would have to be like twelve, like ten losses, probably twelve. And even then, we're still thinking like, okay, at this point, we have like five games left. What's the point? Yeah, and we've like, you know, at this point, done nothing like, to support you uh, personnel wise, right? Um, and and that's where. I get a little bit upset, not upset, but when when you're criticizing the front office all summer long that the manager was not backed, and then you're also asking for miracles from from the lineup that you said wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. like make that make sense to me. Well, and not only so it, like it's so reactionary. All all 22 summer long we're begging and we get nothing and then all uh winter January, 
uh, off season long, we're still begging and, and we're not getting anything um, other than honestly, like pieces that we've already had in Santi um, kind of coming back. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I lie too. I, I feel like a lot more of the blame lands on the FO for sure. You know, they kind of, at this point, uh, have kind of hung Cushing out to dry, especially letting Tiago and letting Hebert both walk. I understand Cushing probably is a part of those decisions too. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to let the leash go on him on that one, but, uh, just you know when when the only nine on your roster is Seagal I mean yeah, and he what are you first goal what are you to do what are you to do though like that that most likely is not going to be a common occurrence that Seagal is banging in goals and I can almost guarantee you like with thousands of dollars on the line as a bet mm. that Nick Cushing doesn't go hey Talis when when we have the ball in attacking positions, I want you to stand there and look at the ball and not make a run. Yeah. I can bet you a million dollars that does not happen in training, and Nick like, Cushing has never said that. Yeah, Don't I can also say that um, you know when we play the the ball down the line, that Nick Cushing isn't like, hey, hey, Tavon, what if you just chip this ball directly to the keeper? Yeah, why it's gonna go fourteen feet in the air up. And maybe five yards down. Although, just be the voice of reason, just in case the the Cushing outs of the world are listening. Tavon should not have been on the field to make that decision. Correct. No, but I do understand what you're saying. That's not to you know to give him a blanket of security or you know to to make up for every we 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 look at the lineup sometimes and we're like, what is going on? Today was probably the first time since the Ledesma substitution that he made a positive substitution that actually had um, some weight on the outcome of the game. Yeah. Those things are, are that's beyond something that I can defend. I can't sit there and be like, you know what? Putting in Jason um, when we're goal down, it, it, you know, that I can't defend that substitution. Well, they're also just a, say there's nobody other than jason like right literally there isn't another body on the roster to be subbed in at a left or a right or an attacking position besides jason and seagal right that is literally all so i mean when you're choosing between the two what he's he's got yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. so i that's where you find me in the in those weird places where it's like i just i can't fault him but at the same time i really want to Mm um what else can you say it's like he wasn't given the tools. He's doing. He was doing for a while more than I felt like should have been possible with with the pieces that he has. Lately, I feel like he's mismanaged the pieces and kind of allowed what we thought was the perfect eleven to fall apart mm-hmm. and not gel together and not get into a groove. Instead, he kind of just disrupted it for the sake of disrupting it. It felt yeah. like. So weird. So that I can't defend. But when you're sitting there and going, why don't we have a nine? Well, here we we had the first positive play from the nine position today since Tala scored like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I, those are things that, that are facts. Keeps um, a goal. Yeah, he was making like proper runs. nine runs, No, which nobody else on the field has or done even, for weeks. Like, do you, do you think – 
Nick Cushing is telling people when uh, Santi's running for his life in midfield and just looking for any outlet at all whatsoever, that everyone stand in your exact place and don't move. Yeah. The, obviously, he's probably as frustrated, if not more, than we are when he goes and watches the tape and he's like, dude, you guys are standing still. Mm-hmm. You are not – or we have eight people in the box down a goal against Orlando and we're passing it backwards to Cheneau at the half half, half line. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be pulling my non-existent hair out if I'm Nick Cushing <laughs> in that situation. Like, I'm on the couch about to freak out. Yeah. Those well, are things that, like, you can't hold Nick Cushing accountable for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my, like, favorite things that you say, right? It's like, Nick Cushing is not putting the ball wide. That's what I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, uh, I've been trying, like, this whole time we've been talking to think of this quote. I saw somebody put a quote on Twitter um, within the last week or so about uh, a famous manager. I don't know if it was Fergie, but it was, like, that, that kind of level of manager um, that said, uh, it's my job to put the players in a position to score. But it is it is obviously not my job to score as right. the manager. Like I, Probably I can't Mourinho. Be it might it, I think it might have been Mourinho. That sounds like Mourinho. Honestly, I'm wearing and I'm wearing my my United shirt today. <laughs> and on, as a Manchester on United Man City fan, uh Champions League final birthday, <laughs> you have the nerve to pull up in the man huge the Man T shirt. I'm not saying by any means that Nick Cushing is like a world class manager. I don't think anyone's trying to make that argument. Mm-hmm. As a Manchester United fan, though, I've seen world class managers be sacked because of Deadwood players. I know Deadwood when I see it. <laughs> I know Deadwood. Yeah. And or players that are at least presenting as Deadwood at the moment. Right. I would never call them out by name because I physically like the, the people. Well, and you know, like, well, it's hard because, like, but there's I, I would dead call Tala's, like, dead wood at the moment. But there's but we've obviously seen in the past that uh, he's been able to get something special out of himself on the field. So, uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to figure out what that equates to. But so that's it's not dead. Like, I don't know. It's like broken uh, habits, broken confidence, just that, laziness too. Yeah, but there's but there's legit dead wood on our team, mm-hmm. like crazy dead wood. And I've seen dead wood players get really, really good, really smart people fired. Yeah. Um, I just I would hate it for anything like that to happen at NYCFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's just one of that's one of my favorite things is like. You know, you he, he can't he can't hit the ball on target. He can only get these people in the positions to do so. Like I can lead you to the lake, but I I physically can't drink the water. Was for it you. like bring a you can bring a horse to hay? You can't make it eat it or something. What? <laughs> I don't know. It is not maybe that. It's, maybe it's water. I think it's lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink it or something like that. You're like no, you can make a fisherman teach him how to fish, but you can't. You can uh, teach a man <laughs> to fish. You can teach a man how to fix a car, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, it's like if you take a man to fish for a day, he could eat once, but then if you teach a man to fish, oh. he'll eat forever. He'll eat right, forever. Right, 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 right. So he has to, you know, he has to teach these men how to fish so they can eat forever. <laughs> Basically, 
Um, I gotta blow my nose. <laughs> allergies are just. <laughs> that's a. I don't know. I feel like you brought back like some scary uh, California allergies. Yeah. Yeah. I got destroyed by a poppy uh, metal tube at uh, the the um the poppy flowers are are blooming in California and those are well, last demonic time, levels of pollen. The last time I left a, a metal tube traveling like fifty thousand miles an hour in the sky, I uh, walked away with COVID. So oh. well, let's hope it's not that. <laughs> let's hope it's not that. Um, or or do I'll just work from home. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so uh, I guess looking forward to Philly. Um, obviously, we're gonna be there. I I know we're all, we're always gonna get press. I I know that's also my birthday weekend. For some reason, I have a a weird feeling. Like I wanna I wanna be in the supporter section for some reason, especially for like a game of this magnitude. First one back from uh, a crazy away stretch. I think there's gonna be a lot of energy. Um, you know probably positive and negative. I wouldn't be shocked if some uh, some ballsy fans wrote Cushing out on their sheets or David Lee out on their sheets and smuggled it into the, the supporter section. Uh, Find us with a Davi out sign. <laughs> Davi out. Uh, and you'll be joining, I think after that game, you'll be joining the Beyond the Smokestacks pod. So Correct. That yep. should be a fun one. I mean, Coach Joe and, and Christian, obviously we might even see some of them oh. in person at the Philly games. So. Yeah, well, I was... It was a possibility to record tomorrow, uh, the 18th, not to spoil when they're going to be putting their stuff out, but <laughs> just leaking just leak there. <laughs> leak the um, but yeah, I thought for some reason I was flying tomorrow, not today. So I also, uh, I'm pretty sure you told me yeah, that too. I thought, it was, I thought I was flying yeah. eight, so, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to go on there and obviously, um, I don't always agree with everything that's said over there. I think that's what makes it entertaining. So, yeah. So, honest uh, honest expectations for Philly. Big win. A big win. Like 2-0 right. against Philly, I feel like, is a good win. Yeah, that's a big win. Considering the form that they've been in and the way that they've been able to change the narrative of their season. So Throw far. another L in that Philly. That, yeah. <laughs> I think they're up to like five, <laughs> or, six, <laughs> five, five or six now. So. Yep. Um, I can't call it honestly, uh, but a big win would be ideal. Um, and then, yeah, I mean that'll I think that'll pretty much do it. Uh, a lot of a lot I of get games. To go blow my nose. <laughs> a lot of a lot of <laughs> games to pass since the last episode. Um, a little bit longer of a break between for the first time, which feels right. feels good. I'm not sure what it does feel good. Um, but it's it's no coincidence that I went back home to california and Whoa. um a san diego team pops up out of nowhere not, so you not saying the san diegoans i'm just saying like up to see up to something season kind of panned out <laughs> yeah. a little bit yeah more than we thought so um so yeah so that's that uh i'm not sure over the 10-day break what plans we have maybe maybe we could get a guest to come on but if not yeah. then we'll you probably won't hear from us until after philly um and hopefully we'll have some cool you know, content to share coming out of Philly, um, with being at the game and everything. We obviously try to try to hit the locker room and, and make little videos and stuff. So we'll have something for you guys. Hopefully it's it's a, a recap of a big win. Um and yeah, that's one on one. Definitely. Peace. <laughs>